The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Have you ever wondered why so many people hmm. want to go to the waterfront? To I own have. a waterfront property? I have. Yeah. I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. And we're excited to be with you, mm -hmm. to welcome you to another episode of The Inside Track, where you get really what, what you need, what we deserve, what we all deserve is information in regards to being able to make a great decision for our family mm. that makes our life the best possible it can be. That's the gig. And so today we're going to look at waterfront. Like, why waterfront? I think it's about the view. I think it's about the ambiance and just the ability to have the cooling effect of the water, especially in this really hot summer in the Ottawa area. So today we're going to learn about the advantages and the disadvantages as it relates to living on the water and maybe what it'll take to get the waterfront of your dreams. Yeah. So there are those cooling effects. There is the piece that you're talking about, mm -hmm. which is very interesting because we actually own a property on the water. We do. And at the front, what's fascinating is it's on Main Street, Manatech. Mm -hmm. And so when you first get there, people think, why do you talk about the Manatech cottage, which is the Decker team hangout? Why do you talk about it like a cottage until they open the front door? And then walk about five paces in, and all they can see is the S-Bend on the back channel of the Rideau River. And they don't know that's what they're looking at. They just know they're looking at serene, tranquil, amazing water. Mm -hmm. And it's so relaxing. I like to go sit out there under the trees and feel the cool breeze, even on a hot day. Mm. You know, one of the reasons I think so many people want to get to the waterfront is that there's a scarcity of it. Mm. There's only so much waterfront compared to all the inland. And now, I used to say God isn't making any more waterfront, but <laughs> with the melting glaciers and whatever, it seems like there's maybe it's just different waterfront now because the waterfront properties might be underwater at some point. And we're also seeing man-made lakes. We are, right? That's We're seeing true. more and more, especially out in the south part of the city of Ottawa, like Greeley and that area, and an abundance of man-made lakes. So they're actually making waterfront, <laughs> and yet it is still much yeah. scarcer. So God isn't making more waterfront. Man is making more waterfront. But exactly. God created man, so does that make it God? I think it does. I think it does too. So yeah. waterfront is, there is a scarcity element. I don't know that that would make me want it, though. No. Do you like diamonds? It, they're not actually that scarce, apparently. I know, but why do they make them scarce? Because it's supposed to increase the whole supply and demand gig. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, some people want waterfront because not everybody can have it. Okay. <laughs> that just doesn't sound like a good reason to me. No. And yet, there, it is scarce. So if you want it, the downside to maybe waterfront is you're going to pay a premium. Yes. And there is a significant cost associated 
to having waterfront. Mm -hmm. So then there are some types of waterfront that maybe aren't quite as expensive. Yeah, the ones that flood. With the ones that flood, that's, you know, this is an interesting year to be talking about waterfront property after the very difficult times. Yes. We actually have a waterfront property for sale right now. Which is an amazing opportunity. A, and it didn't flood? No. At the oh. highest watermark, it was five feet elevation, the water from the water to the walkout basement was yeah. five feet. Not five feet in distance, but five feet elevation. So not much chance that one's going to flood. No. So that's a great opportunity. Great and it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Just relaxing. And it's that lakefront, lake house feel. So year-round living, so you get your cottage and your house in one. And I think that's one of the reasons waterfront and wanting the advantage of that cooling effect, whether they're scarce or not, is that you can live in one place not have to maintain two mm -hmm. and still have a cottage and a house in one. That's true. Now, there are studies around the peace, mm. the tranquility of seeing water. Now, sometimes water can be a little rough. It can be fast moving. It can mm. be still. But there is something about still waters, the reflection of the trees on the water when it's calm. Mm. And the clouds and the sky, that mirrored thing. Have you ever? I did a puzzle once that had the the lake effect, and so it had almost identical trees and houses on the water and above. Made it very tricky to do that puzzle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and is it tricky when we're in Algonquin Park talking about waterfront and the reflection of water, knowing which piece to put your canoe in when you, the water looks identical to the sky? No, I always know where the water is. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So the other advantage is there's no rear neighbors. Right. Now, they may be across the river, across the lake. Uh, you might get an extra bit of traffic. So understanding the amount of boating traffic in, f in front of the property. We say in front because when you have waterfront, the frontage on the road is usually the considered back. the back of the property. And a lot of times the houses are more beautiful on the front. On the waterfront side. Exactly. Which is opposite of a regular streetscape inland house. Mm -hmm. So like our waterfront property in Mantic, it's very noisy on the front side. But when you go into you the You just back, called the waterfront. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's thanks, a little yeah. bit confusing. It is no, confusing. I mean, it really is confusing. So when we go to the backyard, which is from looking at from the street, we're now on the water side. It's very quiet, very tranquil. It's it, it's surprising because there's a right. little shopping mall right beside us. There's a lot of traffic, and yet it's calm. It's calming. Yep, it is. And the other type of waterfront that is still very desirable to a lot of people is being on a creek or a smaller subsidiary of water, even something that dries out a little bit in the worst of the summer heat mm -hmm. can still be very tranquil because they still often will have some fish, there'll be frogs, there'll be wildlife. So not only do we get the tranquility of the water and the cooling effects of the water, we also get wildlife mm -hmm. and the enjoyment of nature. Yeah. And, and so that's more calming. Birds. Yeah. There's also more birds. And now understanding what type of waterfront a client's looking for is very mm -hmm. important. Like, do they want to park a cruiser at a dock? Do they want to 
just have a runabout? Are they okay that they can just drop a canoe or a kayak in or that you can't do anything with the water? It's just, just basically it. a ditch. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we have in our backyard. Yeah, we in our personal residence, we back onto Mud Creek, but really it's a drainage ditch <laughs> that runs into the Rideau River and yet it, it swells in the spring, just like a normal river. It's it's probably more than a ditch. It is, honey. Yeah. So that's an amazing opportunity. So if we wanted to think about waterfront, what are those very things, the biggest impact from a cooling perspective that it does? Well, it just moderates. Mm. Water moderates the temperature because it's always cooler than the air, unless in the wintertime it's warmer than the air. So if you're on a big body of water like the great lakes it will actually mod moderate the temperature on land mm -hmm. now a small river is not going to do that but it does have that slight moderating effect plus you get more breeze because there's nothing stopping the breeze so the breeze comes across the cool water mm -hmm. and really makes it very comfortable that's awesome have you ever asked yourself you know, if you have that urge to buy a waterfront property, is it better to buy a cottage or to buy a lake house? And really, what's the difference? Right. And I'm yet a Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we've been continuing and really enjoying just sharing the insights around waterfront living and anything to do with real estate, really, and mm -hmm. making the most out of the home that you have. Exactly. And in this segment... What are we going to really get down and, and deal with? Well, in this segment, we'll learn how to decide if a cottage or a lake house is for you and what the differences are and really what you're going to maybe afford as part of the equation, although we're not going to get into the financial side of it in this show. Uh, but we yeah. are talking about the major differences between a cottage and what I call a lake house or a permanent residence that is on water. Right. And I think to me, the biggest difference, if I can choose one, mm -hmm. if I only get to choose one. Okay. You only get to choose one, Yetta. What is it? Okay. It's I don't have to pack up. I don't have to maintain two places. Oh, you're saying as far as a permanent residence goes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know which way you lean towards. <laughs> And, and if you After don't living with you for 37 years, I know which way you lean mm, towards. Right. And maybe you don't lean the same way I do, meaning you prefer having a cottage and you don't mind maintaining two places. So I think there is as many people that prefer that because then it's getting away from the day to day. Yeah. A change is as good as mm -hmm. a rest. Right. Although I agree, like we rented a cottage earlier this year rather than own one. We thought we'd try it out and rent one for a weekend, brought the kids up. And the grandparents. And the grandparents. Well, the great-grandparents. And yet, the you know, we are the hours of packing up the boat, packing up the food, packing up the clothing. And who did that? Uh, mostly you. Oh, right. So it took you hours? Well, it was hours. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did have to hook up the boat. You did. And drive it up there and right. launch it. Right. So that is one of the things. And that clean it after and repack it up and you put it back the on boat. the trailer. That was a big mm -hmm. project. And so that certainly is one of the, the elements, I think. When you have a lake house or a year-round residence, and we're finding more and more people are opting for one place rather than two. It's becoming trendy almost, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, if they're available, they're in... 
scarcity. There's some scarcity on properties that are within a, 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 a good commute of Ottawa. Right. Right. And so other other cottage differences is cottages are generally seasonal. Right. Now, a true cottage. A true cottage. Usually you have to winterize it. Right. And uh, it's not heated in the winter, although some of them may have a wood stove or that sort of thing. And people will go up and kind of rough it in the winter the odd time in their cottage mm-hmm. if they can get access to it. Right. So the access is another one of the big things to think about, right? Mm-hmm. What is my access? So do I have to get in by boat or do I get in by road? And in the winter, do I get in by ice? So I, ha- you know, is there a period of time where I really can't get in when it's there is no road access and where it's really too cold to get across mm-hmm. the boat because the ice is starting to form yeah. and hasn't formed enough yet? So sometimes there's limited access to yes. some cottages, and that's important to know. <clears throat> though, even if it has a road, whether it's maintained in the winter or you're going to need to take a snowmobile or four wheeler in if you're going to go in the mm-hmm. winter time, and um, typically, properties that don't have access in the winter, like the road isn't maintained, or you have to access by boat, typically those properties are going to be more cost effective. They're going to be less cost than something that has 24, 7, 365 days a year access. Exactly. And now from a financing perspective, I think it's worth touching on that a little bit. <clears throat> A true cottage mm-hmm. is that, how do you finance that? Well, you can still finance it. Uh, you can own two properties. Yeah. Uh, only one is your principal residence, though. So uh, you will have to pay capital gains if, you, if sell you sell the cottage sometime in the future and make a profit on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then depending on whether it has a septic system or whether it's got a holding tank or what the whether it has an outhouse, because some cottages still are very like the compostable toilets and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that is more difficult to finance. Um, Just yeah. percentage wise, you're going to yeah. have to have a whole lot more money down and it's less expensive. So it may be more doable to be able to do right. that. And most people aren't buying a cottage until they have a fair bit of equity in their existing residence. Right. And quite often they remove some equity to buy that cottage. And then financing's not an issue at all, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now, the other thing is for a cottage, you got that pack up and go like we talked about. Typically, cottages are hour, two, three, maybe even four hours drive mm-hmm. from your principal residence. So you want to make sure that that's a comfortable drive for you. Right. And for some people, cottages make a huge sense because they get the summer off. You know, school teachers or 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 whatever. Or you have a good, healthy, long summer break and you get mm-hmm. four, five, six, even seven or eight weeks and you can go enjoy it at a cottage. Yeah. Yeah, and for people that are only getting a week, it might make sense to just rent one. Right. And you don't have to maintain it. You go up and enjoy it. Right. Everything that way. And if you own the cottage, the whole idea of packing up and going up there is probably much diminished because you're keeping much everything up there. You're not slugging bedding Mm. and clothing, maybe a little bit of clothing, but for the most part, it's just Mm. the groceries, the condiments are already up there, the basics, the dishes, all that sort of stuff is already sitting there. Yes. Now, you do have to maintain it. Yes, and also uh, bedding and things you probably would bring up because you're not necessarily going to have laundry facilities Mm. at a... At a cottage. Now, a lake house, permanent residence, uh, you've 
you've got, you're going to commute. It's perfect for someone that's retiring. Mm -hmm. uh, we've sold one recently to somebody that was staying at home and working from home. Both, both the husband and wife work from home. Yeah, and they got a so, gorgeous place. Oh, yeah, did they ever. Yeah. And so the waterfront property made sense for them. Um, also, people that are able to commute make sense for like, yeah, yeah, we just had some other clients actually that sold a little property in town mm -hmm. and now live on the water. They get their retirement dream decades before they're ready to retire mm -hmm. and they're able to commute in together. And it really, when they're home, they're home and they have their cottage and their house and their pool and their lake all right yeah. there. And they also thought that they wouldn't be able to afford it. Mm. And yet it had a basement unit, a walkout unit. Yeah. Which they're Airbnb, so they're actually making some money. And well, it's and actually costing them less to live there on a gorgeous waterfront than it was in town when they offset the income. Is that right? Wow. So, and they didn't think it could happen. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you're thinking, well, waterfront, I want one, and I can't make it happen. Creativity around that is something we can maybe help you with. So if you want to have a conversation around that, we would love to offer you a free consult on the phone, just a quick 15 minutes to ask a few pertinent questions to decide if this maybe is the time, even if you think it's not. Hmm. So we've, re we've created over 357 shows giving all kinds of information about mm. uh, real estate that are valuable and have great tips for you. And if you'd like to see those, I recommend you subscribe to our Decker Team YouTube channel because then you'll get notifications when we add new videos. Yeah, and really, no matter where you are, make the most of every moment, whether you're on the waterfront or not. Is it cooler to live on the water? <laughs> I personally think it is. The Decker Team has been helping families for over 30 years. Mm helping families build their faith, helping families build their relationships, helping families build their wealth, mm. and also helping families make their home from a house, turning yeah. a house into yeah. a home. Now, you think people that live on the water or the water's edge are cooler. Yeah, they're cool people. <laughs> like surfer dude, man. <laughs> That's why we've ended up living on the water, except as we know from earlier, it's a creek, you call it. Yeah, mud creek. Okay. And yet the advantages of living on the water, that whole concept of being cooler, we talked in a previous part about the moderating effects, mm -hmm. which is really helpful. Yes. And compared to the city, you get a lot more green space on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Not always. Like there are yeah. city waterfront properties that are fairly tight together. Yeah. Um, but again, you've got that space in the back. It feels more spacious. If you're going to come out slightly out of the city, get out of the water and sewer area so that uh, they're on well and septic, now you're going to be a third, half an acre. You're going to have a larger waterfront. You're going to have more space, more trees. It's just going to be a cooler place to live. For right. cool That's people. why you think they're cool. Yeah, cool yeah. people okay. live in a cooler space. Uh -huh. And then the other thing you've often talked about is your childhood. Yeah. Doesn't everybody talk about their childhood? Okay, but specifically in <laughs> relation to waterfront. I think most people do this. Well, some people don't want to think or talk about their childhood. Yes. Now, actually, I grew up 
till age seven in Toronto. And believe it or not, our house was very close to Etobicoke Creek, which right. was a fairly big creek. And we used to go down there and walk on the rocks and whatever and see the water. Now, then at seven, we moved to Port Severn. Interesting that it's seven and Severn, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> now, for those that don't know where Port Severn is, it's right at the last locks of the Trent Severn system that dumps into Georgian Bay, where the group of seven painted pictures. Well done. Thank you. That's his history <laughs> from when he was a kid. No, did you like all the Severns in there? I, yes. I did. Okay. I thought that was very clever. Yes. Because uh-huh. it wasn't a group of six, it was a group of seven. Any rate, I grew up there until I was 17 when I moved away, <laughs> but it was so enjoyable. And met me. Yes, I met you at 17. See, sevens is a great number. I grew up there, and although I worked because it was a resort, and I would cut grass or make, make up rooms or um, serve in the dining room and do all that kind of stuff, my afternoons were pretty much free. So I had the lifestyle of living at a lake house during the day. And I could go fishing, I could go skiing, I could go tubing. I remember we had a little raft and it was before tubes were really good and they had the canvas around them and that. I had a two-man raft and we'd sit in it and pull it behind the boat until the bottom ripped right out of it. Then we had a tube. Nice. (laughs) So the neat thing about that, Mm -hmm. really back to the purpose of talking about your childhood, is that... It gives people an opportunity to keep their kids really at home and it becomes an entertainment place. It means you're spending a lot less money as the adults in the situation, taking your kids places because you already have a recreation center Mm -hmm. extravagance right there at And their friends will want to come to them and then you can keep an eye on your children instead of just letting them go somewhere else. And that's cool too. Which I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that lifestyle, that's what draws me back to water. It's because if you've ever lived on water, Mm. very difficult to move away from it. And to, you know, so, yeah, it's just emotional for me to think about how nice that is. (laughs) He's tearing up. If you're (laughs) you're listening to the show instead of watching, you might want to go watch it because he's tearing up just (laughs) thinking about his childhood on the water. You know what that means? We might be moving soon. (laughs) Because this is not the time to break it to me. Based on emotion. And yeah, and there's lots of emotion here. So (laughs) if you're thinking, wow, I grew up on the water and I have that same feeling that comes over me when I think about the waterfront. And I just kind of think, is this the time? Mm. Is this the time that I want to consider it? Is this the time where I'm ready to get to the water? Because as we've said in earlier parts, is there really, they're not, well, they're making a little bit more of it, but they're certainly not making water on the big pieces of lake and the Mm. beautiful pieces of river and where you can truly have a big boat and enjoy the big boats and that kind of thing. So, Having someone to find you the right waterfront property is very important. There's so many things to consider. It's not, um, you know, a a city realtor may have the experience and they may not. Understanding that you've got well and septic to deal with typically. You've got shorefront to worry about whether you actually own it or not. Can you put a dock on it? 
It may look great. Spring pictures, the water looks great. But what's it look like in August? Is it full of algae and lily pads and it really looks like a swamp and, and mosquito infested? Or does it stay clear? Mm -hmm. Is the water moving? Is it a big, you know, can I, do I have the depth for the boat I may want to buy in the future? All of those things are so important. And to have an experienced realtor help you navigate uh, that's a waterfront uh, saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm on fire today. You are with sevens and navigation. <laughs> Have you uh -huh. navigate the process of finding the right waterfront for you. It's very important. It really is. And there may be questions that you're asking yourself that Ken hasn't brought up. If you're thinking, well, there's more questions I've got. Well, mm -hmm. you can send them in and we'll answer them on a future episode or you can just call us for a consult and we'll answer your specific questions because the waterfront, the probably the biggest thing I hear people say, and maybe you've said it to yourself, oh, I would love waterfront. I really would love waterfront. And it's just too expensive. That's probably the thing I hear more than anything for somebody that's anxious to either get back to the waterfront mm. or get to the water for the first time. Yeah. And it's not necessarily. Well, not necessarily. And it could be. Typically, you're going to pay, you know, fifty dollars or $100,000 more. Depending on where it is, because it could be 500000 more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the same property that's on the water as opposed to not on the water. And is that affordable to you? And I look at it as money in the bank. Because if I pay fifty or a hundred or two hundred thousand more for a property, or three or four, or three, and I don't have to buy a cottage because now I have my lakefront property, that's money in the bank. Because when I move, mm -hmm. it's still going to be worth that and more, right? And I don't have capital gains because it's my principal residence. Exactly. So that's another really neat advantage in choosing one property mm -hmm. rather than two. Yeah, exactly. So I just love this topic. So call me, 613-860-4663 if you want to talk waterfront property. If you want to talk to Ken Decker about waterfront, <laughs> you just got it. his number. He's yeah. going to absolutely yep. love it. And we're excited to be your partners in moving forward because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.